No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Define, Define Premium, Premium Cannabis. D E F Y. Why? Because we because smoke we weed. weed. We did it. In we smoke weed. E. Also, that's how it's called. So, Ryder. Ryder is actually just lighting up one of the new pre rolls that we offer from the Clone Brothers. It is an Obama Kush. I wouldn't blow that into your mic. That's it's why I blow, blowed it next to the mic. <laughs> 
Bloat it. You bloat it? Bloat it. <laughs> all right, bloat it. Uh-huh. Head over to Define in Hillsborough or Forest Grove for all of your cannabis, cannabis supplies, cannabis products, cannabis needs. In I'm going to tell you guys. I'm telling you what. Ryder's going to tell you I'm what. I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm not going to tell Real you time. what. Real time. Woo-wee. That's tasty. Woo-wee. It's That's tasty. I haven't had a good Obama cushion in a while. I was excited about that one, and now we're smoking it on the show. Define not only is a sponsor of this podcast, but they are uh, also are a sponsor of the No Simple Road family. If you go into either location, say that you listen to the show, you will get 10% off your purchase and a free t-shirt. A free t-shirt? Yep, that's right, Ryder. <laughs> say it one more time. A free t-shirt! Yay, a free t-shirt <laughs> just for you. Wow. And if you wear that t-shirt in on a subsequent visit, you will get we get 10% no. off. 5% oh, off. Oh, I'm sorry. Every single time. I, I keep every time every I time. work there. Yeah, Come 5% on, off. It's 5%. Just basically come in and see us. We yeah. offer yeah. the most discounts. Uh, we have been told the most discounts in all of Oregon. We will hook you up. We will make sure you get your medicine, whether it's a topical, edible, uh, you know, wipeable, yeah. stickable. We got it all. And if we don't have it, let us know and we will get it. And let me just say, too, when you have a partner or a parent or a child or even yourself that's in pain and you take a little square of a CBD chocolate or a little rub from a tube or one of those little sticks and it makes you feel better, there's nothing like that, like seeing somebody that you love or yourself in less pain through the wonderful medicine of cannabis. Agreed. And a little uh, public service announcement. This week, I had a little low back issue going on. Apple brought me home one of these magical CBD patch, one-to-one CBD patch. That thing completely, well, 75% 75% of the pain was gone. And then <laughs> it got you stoned. Completely to 70 It got you stoned enough good. to forget the rest. That's what happened. And I was stoned enough to leave the patch on and go to work. And got to work and was like, why do I feel so... Oh, But shit. CBD... It was one-to-one. Oh, one-to-one. Yeah, yeah it was anyway, one-to-one. Here we go. Okay. Head Ta-da. over to Define Premium Cannabis in Hillsborough Forest Grove. Tell them you listen to No Simple Road. Get 10% off. Get a free t-shirt. Go in there. Get whatever you need. And take care of your head. And also look for discounts coming up, special things. We're going to have a special thing going on all of Pride Weekend. Not sure what it is yet, but stay tuned. We will let you know. And a special shout-out to Northwest Botanica, which we just put out their Dog Walker Biz Cut today. And it is amazing. All right. There it is. Take care of your head. Nugs.net is the destination for live music on demand and they happen to be sponsoring no simple road this month let's hear it yeah yeah they have a growing collection of over fifteen thousand full-length concert recordings from bands like umphreys mcgee pearl jam metallica dead and company the disco biscuits the magic beans i mean i could go on for about an hour with bands you know i'm just saying so you're not going to run out of live music to explore you can listen to a show from last night or from 40 years ago. You know, Dead & Company's on tour right now. We've been really, really hitting the Dead & Company hard, getting ready for the gorge. This app is available on desktop, iOS, and Android apps, Sonos, and Blue OS. Just like us, the folks at Nugs.net are live music fanatics. I like that. Yes. Yeah. I like being a fanatic about live music. If you're going to be a fanatic about something, that's the thing to be a fanatic about. Fanatic about Jeff. So they're offering... 
No Simple Road News subscribers, a 35% discount on annual 35. subscription. Yeah. Woo. Not, not, not 10. Tracing not 15. Nope. Not 20. That's a third of the entire price just gone. Just saying. Go that to Nugs. Generous discount. Nugs. N-U-G-S dot net. Nugs fo- is hitting up the spot. Nugs dot net forward slash no simple road. That's Nugs dot net forward slash no simple road and sign up today. Now listen, if you already have a Nugs subscription and you're like, great, I already have a Nugs, Nugs subscription and I can't get 35% <laughs> off, you could give a Nugs subscription to your girl or your buddy. Or the dude that you work with that listens to Umphreys too, you know. Anybody, anybody would appreciate it. Start a new one, Mm -hmm. then you get the percent off again. Go to nugs.net forward slash No Simple Road for thirty five percent off an annual subscription. Don't don't have FOMO. Just you can end that whole silly FOMO thing right now. You'll hear every show that comes out by all the bands you like, and that's the end of it. At thirty five percent off, pretty good deal. Nugs.net forward slash No Simple Road. Go check out Dead and Company. Boom. Yep. This month, our sponsor, you know who it is? Who, Mel? Who? Shop Tour Bus. What? Shop yeah. Tour Bus. Yeah. Oh, wow. Shop Tour Bus. Remember a long time ago, you were like, I want Shop Tour Bus to be a sponsor. And then a long time later, you're like, this episode of No Simple Road <laughs> is brought to you by Shop, Shop Tour, Tour Bus. Bus. Remember that, Aaron? At Shop Tour Bus on Instagram or Shop Tour Bus online. I remember. And get your amazing uh, Grateful Dead inspired merchandise your t shirts, your stickers, all the other stuff. Your gigas. I don't know why they got creative with the lyrics. What? They got creative with the lyrics and they made fun pictures that are also cute to do a secret story to other deadheads that may or may not know what it these mean. It is a secret language that we share. It's a good yep. keepsake. Symbolism. It, it is hey, the coolest huh. box for your little, like, like it's a stash box. Yep. If you get yep. confused, listen to the music play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Only you would know that because you're yeah. in the know. And, well, and you know. You, just, you look at me and make me feel like I don't know that I'm in the know. But you do know. <laughs> and you know what Franklin's <laughs> Tower is, you right? right? You know where it, where it hangs? No. No? I don't know where it hangs. No. Franklin's Tower? No. Shop Tour Bus? See? You know. <laughs> she knows. Anyway, it's- go to Shop Tour Bus <laughs> online at shoptourbus.com or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram. You're going to get free shipping when you put in the promo code No Simple Row because Shop Tour Bus is part of this family and you are part of this family. And when you support Shop Tour Bus, you are supporting your family the community yep and you are gonna get the coolest thing of all is you are going to get i love the resurgence of the bootleg yep you're gonna get an awesome bootleg which there is so much this community that is pitching in and giving tapes which given a younger people if you don't know giving away a bootleg that most of these people that are giving them are older and they've had these bootlegs for a long time. Been in it is a mat yeah, it's a magic or- to pass on a bootleg even if you did a copy of it and sent that to shop tour bus. It is sharing the music. It is growing yeah. this community, it is growing the love and the magic and it is amazing. So like get yourself a shirt, a box, your gigas, your candies, all of those things. And you will be amazed, and you will definitely get more, more than, than you bargained for.
I'm Richard Z. Rastafarian from Fear of a Craft Beer Planet, a podcast that talks a lot about the parallels between the beer industry and the music business. But really, we talk about whatever we want. The show is made up of four of us. Me, Richard the Rastafarian, the radio guy, Jay Rose, Ryan Egan, and Rob Forzik. They're the beer guys. They're the ones that teach me about craft beer, and I'm the one that gets the show on the air. You can find us on all social media platforms at Fear of a Craft Beer Planet. Hi. Hi. What's hey. happening, everybody? We are just chilling on the porch. I'm going to bring it, I'm going to bring it, bring it in, bring it down. Bring, bring it down. down. I'm going to get real nice. Everybody get close in our circle. Get comfy. Oh, wait, hey now, No Simple Road family, Whoa. what's going on? Hey now. <laughs> We're back up there. Just kidding. Whoa. Whoa. Um, I want to immediately say this before I forget it. Shout out to Preston. He went and got himself a piece of the Woodstock stage. I saw, I saw that. that. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that makes me so freaking happy. Connections through the show of other stuff. Third, fourth, fifth parties. So the promo code for that, they're not a sponsor of the show. Um, they're just a friend. Yeah, and, friend uh, of the Yeah, friend and of the, the really cool. And so you can go to peace, P-E-A-C-E of stage dot com forward slash no simple stage. And I don't remember what the... Uh, discount. Well, I think it was ten percent. Oh, I think or something it was more like that. than that. But I think well, it was more than that. You but should it was go find out. And, but it's go a, to the website. It's an actual out. piece of the Woodstock stage that you will receive. We got these cool piece pendants yeah. that have a piece of the wood in the pendant, and then Preston got um, a piece of glass with a disc inside the glass and like a certificate of authenticity. And if you go to the website pieceofstage.com, there's a whole video on there of them like how they. Unearthed yeah, the how stage. they found the stage and and authenticated it and found out that it was the real one and the whole thing and man, it's a really neat it's story. Per, yeah, it's if very you think cool. about and it's like, nostalgic. Yeah, uh, we're all skeptics, and you go watch that, and, it's and you're like, like, oh, okay, I it got makes it. sense. Yeah. And <laughs> if you think about energetically and magic and and that life infusing thing of music, that Woodstock happening in the '60s was such a watershed moment for consciousness, for the whole 60s revolution, for the hippies, for all of us here now, and for that magic to be infused inside that wood and now to be unearthed and available to all of us to have a little piece of that. Yeah, I know it can seem trite and weird, you know, to, to sell something like that, but well, I think it's really for cool. whoever's into yeah. memorabilia, you know? <laughs> some people are collectors, some people are minimalists, but... You can appreciate something that is special, and the and way with the the way they I guess they encapsulated it, yeah, is really fucking cool. It, it is really on, like it, on its pendants. on its own. Mm-hmm. It stands yeah. on its own. It hangs by my door in my room. Every time I walk out, I give it a little touch, so that the magic of Woodstock rolls with me into my day. Yeah, nice. That's I what like I do. It. You can do that too. So, how's everybody doing? Good. I want to hit that. I want to hit that apple. This week we have. Who? I'm Dennis excited. This is this is, a, this is this is the dude. Yeah, this it's is you know Whoa. every time we yeah. we do something special, it's always like oh my god, that's my favorite. Yeah, um, and this was no exception. And I'm glad that favorites are um, few uh, or no, not few, um, many. plenty. I yeah. feel like Dennis for me. Yeah, they're not few. They're plenty. Dennis for me was. Well, Meeting him was a huge deal. Like when I first talked to him on the phone about Skull and Roses, 
I was like blown away. And then he and I had such a rad, comfortable conversation on the phone. And then all of us meeting him at Skull and Roses in California, I felt like I was sitting with a buddy, a guy that I've known that's a not a peer. He he is more than he's like an uncle that's been around. Yeah. yeah, like a mentor. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, Thank you. A, men- a mentor. A very wise. And just by nature, not yeah. like self-proclaimed or anything. No. Like that's just the vibe he gives. Yeah, when he speaks, it's just information, factual, genuine, and funny. And hanging out with him and his wife at Skull and Roses, and then we did, you know, like about maybe twenty-five minutes with them there, and it just occurred to all of us. But thanks to Apple, he asked him if we could interview him when we got back, and we had more time, and we were all relaxed. So that's how this came about. I just felt like there was more that needed to be said. There's a lot to say. Yeah, and and just think and about And we like to have people on multiple times. Mm-hmm. That's and, fun and for us. W- he's going to be on again cuz like we talked about we didn't get a chance his wife is busy. She is incredible oh, yeah. too. Oh yeah. yeah. She's definitely. an amazing Her photographer. Her photography yeah, of the bands. Uh yeah, all uh, over. She was on stage when we were interviewing him too, or shortly thereafter. Like, yeah, she, oh, she ran off. She's like, oh, she's got to do her thing. She's yeah. got her lens on. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of those people that, like, if you think about all of the things that he saw in the Grateful Dead world over the years, there's got to be just an endless well of stories in that guy. And also, for us as members of the Grateful Dead community, like, I felt like I was getting taught the whole time we were talking to him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just these pearls of wisdom and advice that mm-hmm. were so invaluable that that really applied to us because of who we are and the community that we're in. And, and one thing that he carried supremely was humble. Yeah. The humble because mm-hmm. to be a good teacher, that is the toughest thing for people to be a teacher is being humble. To be yeah. a teacher, you have to be humble. You have to be able to communicate with humble. every you have to be able to teach everybody yes you have to have many levels and he he, he was amazing mm-hmm. from the moment we walked in and met him he was so welcoming so comforting gracious so yeah 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 that's very gracious and and utmost professional i was just gonna say i don't know if you do this on purpose or not but the timing of this could not have come out any better because dennis mcnally right before we go to dead and company I might have planned that. Really? Yeah. Maybe. A little bit. I just think he, it's he a did, he little did bit. mention it to me like just a half hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, look, man, if you got it, flaunt it. Yep. Like, well, guess what's coming at, pretty well, soon here is coming up Father's Day. We're so mm-hmm. current with the time. Well, yeah. I mean, this see that's it's the pre-recorded yet it's current. But that's how the thing, can that be? Because this is our life, synchronicity and magic. It, it's our <laughs> life. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. There's, but it's not like. None of this is contrived. It's not like no simple ro- like these are characters that we're playing and the things well, that we not. do are, are for the show. We'd be doing the stuff that we're doing if we didn't have no simple road. Yep. So it makes sense that it all synchronizes itself. It's not that it doesn't. It's, it's not about the the not making sense part. It's about holy shit! It's fucking happening. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's it's what super it is. Cool. It's beyond that. It's like now we already know that it's happening. But like, can you look at that for a minute? Mm-hmm. I'm looking. <laughs> like, whoa! I'm looking. It's a trip. 
it's a super big so trip. So this trip is long so and strange. special. It is no, it's but it is. We have special. we have the honor because of all of you listening to to make this what it is to share yes. ourselves and to become stronger, better people, and it's it's fucking amazing. I just want to <laughs> thank a lot. I mean, I just want to thank a lot of the female listeners out there who have either sent me mental vibes or or words or any kind of photos or pictures or sharing stuff with me um to show your support i just really appreciate it and it's been really great for me lately to um help feel more i don't know like just like the show is more my life is it helping you feel more centered in your in your like in your skin as far as the show is concerned it makes me just want to do everything for the show. Aww. It like I'm like I fell in love with it. Like I'm Aww. like I fell in love with yes. the show and I want to like take care of it and massage it and take it to a movie and This is going to be one of the healthiest goddamn shows around uh-huh. if you feel like that. Well, <laughs> and it's a no simple road. It needs care. Yeah. Nurturing and you know, love. It's got a life of its own. It's a baby. But, you know. This what we're about to go go do in at the gorge with our family i cannot underscore enough how important it is for me as a parent and a mother and a wife and an aunt and a sister oh, wait. to do this is, is baby jasper we got baby of the world we got uh some news today about baby jasper it's uh-huh. <gasps> news so Jasper, Adam, and Sydney were supposed to come tomorrow, which is Thursday in the evening, and leave with us on Friday, but that is not happening now. What is uh, happening? Uh-oh. Sydney booked a campaign and in San Francisco on Friday morning, a modeling campaign. So they are flying to San Francisco, uh, doing a modeling shoot, jumping on a plane, flying here to Portland Friday night, Taking Mel's car and meeting us at the gorge Saturday morning. Okay, that does okay that does trip me out, but that is not a surprise. World. Those two, those two, those three, they are warriors. Yep. Yep. And they, and and that's my girl. That is my daughter and my son-in-law and my grandson because they were like, no, fuck that. We're not not going. We're coming with you guys. We were looking forward to this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many planes we have to take. Planes, trains, and automobiles, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, see, that's what I'm talking about. So we get to have that kind of spirit. Everybody wants to be there. And honestly, getting that text from PJ the other day, like giving me his number, because I'm going to pick him up from the airport. I'm super stoked. And (laughs) just that it's this is a special time. It's a special event. It's a special happening for us. For all of you. Yeah. For all of you. I'm speaking to you all of you in the future right now from the past everybody that came and gave us a hug oh everybody everybody that came to camp and shared a story shared a drink a smoke told us hi (laughs) bought a shirt danced with us gave us a high five took a picture with us hung out with the family to all of you i want each and every one of you guys to know something you guys are the reason that this thing is is what it is. It's, it's why be- we do it. It's what it, why we do it. It's because of the community that's come up around this show. And we love you guys. And it's a real thing. And there is nothing more that all of us love 
than spending time with you guys at shows. This is what yeah. it's all about. Well, I love Jasper more than I, anything. I know so. that. But you, you get that nothing. doesn't even count anymore. Yeah, Can we just yeah. I just, I just always want to say that Jasper's first. in his own category. Yeah, we'll Jasper. Jasper in his own but category. But seriously, all of you guys that <laughs> Wait, hung out with us, I want to say thank you to you guys. <laughs> yeah. and, and thank you for helping us make our dreams real. And together we yeah. are building this rad thing. And we love you guys. Yeah. We do love yeah. you guys. Our dreams are coming real, you guys. What, Apple? You, you wanted to interrupt me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh. And now it just feels contrite. No, okay. what are you gonna, no. I'm just fucking with you, man. I was What's up? Like, I'm the one that always fucks around. I was going to say I like ice cream better than anybody, but I love all of you second. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Why did that <laughs> feel trite, dude? That's, That's a fair point. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Weird. But, and you know what? We got to just say, because we all think this all the time, this is all possible thanks to the grandfathers of all this. Phil, Jerry, Mickey, Billy, Bobby, Brent, Pig, Bobby, Brent, Ronnie, Pig, Ricky, Donna, Keith. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, thank you. Thank for you guys for creating this world that we live in. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know that that really does need to be underscored because we are strong. Bobby's still up there shredded. Oh my God, dude! One. dude. Wait, Everybody wait, knows that picture. Yep. Uh-huh. Hold on, hold do on. it, do it. Dang. Dude. Talk about go, gun Bobby. control. Yep. Sun's <laughs> out, guns out, Bobby. Grateful <laughs> Dead needs to have some gun control on Bobby. He, he has cut <laughs> he has cut like 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 Bruce Lee cut, like lean mean. It's old I'm farmer body. Fucking, I'm mm-hmm. gonna fuck you up. You he know looks who like he reminds a... me of? Adam's dad. Yeah. That's, in a weird that, that body. Yeah, that totally. Kind of All body right. that's like, you know, like sturdy and just like Also our friend Tommy in yes, Vegas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, oh. I I oh, can't for, oh. I can't forget to do this. Also, a very extremely extra special. We love you and thank you to Tommy Tacos. Yes. Oh, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. You're always Took being sweetie Petey. Tom Foolery, Tommy Tacos. Fuck. And yeah. I can't wait to see you at Dick's. I can't wait to have him over and have those chicken tacos oh my gosh, again. Yes. Bro. Oh my yeah. God. Just saying. Yeah, if you're at a real. festival and you see a, a booth that says Super Heady Tacos, go. Eat it. Go get it. Go. It's worth, it's worth whatever they're charging at that festival for those tacos. Mm-hmm. It ain't enough. Those tacos. Rock. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, when you need something to make you feel good before yeah, a show, bring you whatever you're gonna or, or do. bring you back after. Yeah. Yep. 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 Just saying. So we love you, Tommy. And so. I you know, we're probably all exhausted right now and uh driving back from the gorge. And for all of you out there, drive safe. Don't oh, this speed. is going to be great to listen to. Don't speed. No, take man. your time. Take it's your such time. a beautiful Enjoy the landscape. Ride. Yeah, get it, get at it. At least Enjoy that's, the ride. At least you're enjoying the ride. That's yeah. probably one of the like one of the most beautiful places in the world. Just chill. Yeah. Go 55. I, well, I also saw a thing today that said that the Washington State Patrol just it's one of their favorite times of the year most when when they start having time That's yeah. This year. is their Christmas <laughs> at this time of the year because when concert season starts at the Gorge they love to pull all the people over that are coming and going from the gorge. So right, take oh, yeah. it easy, guys. So they have a quota and they yep. have things to do. And but we're not careful. putting that energy out there, man. No. We love you guys. And you you're know what? Just with you know what? Road love. If you're yep. listening to this, you know that one person. And I've been there many times. If you're driving home from the gorge, you're like, I gotta hurry up and speed because I'm gonna be late to work. Maybe you were meant to be late, and you should get oh, fired shit. because there's a better opportunity for you. Or not. Or not. Or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know, just just what? plan your just just like plan your stuff out beforehand. Tell okay. them you're not coming in the next day, and then yeah, go slow. So yeah. have fun. Before stop be at nice. that soft serve weird place on the side of the road Bef- that you're not sure of. Before we go <laughs> into that this jerky. weird weekend of family fun and festivities, I want to know what each one of you guys is most excited about. And we'll right. start with you, Apple. You'll put me on point for I have to yeah. o- I, have to, yes. I have to open wait, 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 who's the closing band here? I have to know who I'm opening. Mel's for. closing. Okay, that's fitting. Damn. Mel's the it's hard to open for Mel. So okay. Think what wait, one thing? Well, yeah. the, the thing? you gotta pick one, one thing. thing. A little a short most, essay. Most excited. <laughs> I am the most excited about first. First Apple's of all, Apple's been drinking. By the way, first of <laughs> all, first most and first, so most and first of all, <laughs> the, the thing I'm most excited about is to see Dead and Company. They are evolving. They are amazing. All right, thanks, Apple. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, yeah. start playing. Start playing. This the episode out music. is brought to you by by me. Just kidding. So yeah, to see Dead and Company, they are getting fine tuned. Do yourself a favor. Well, this will be after the show, but listen to what they've been doing starting off. They are tight. Tight. <laughs> They're tight. Like that baby tight. Jasper. <laughs> yeah. And I am the well, probably even more than that. I mean, they created this, but being with family, being yeah. with you guys, all of us are going. That's all. Terrible. And when this it's time terrible. when we say all, it means everybody. Aaron and Melanie's son Simon is coming. He's coming with a carload of friends. This is my they, son, my six my sixteen year old son's very first Grateful Dead anything ever other than in my car yeah i just got to point out he hasn't even been drinking and he can't say 16 so anyway (laughs) whatever man so that's it no that's not it no it's a short essay (laughs) we all you gotta leave okay okay i'm excited i'm excited okay i'm excited for the family and simon coming along jesse's coming along that's like 17 adam sydney Alex and his brother. That's going to be their first. There's so many people. This is going to be their first show. It's going to oh, be amazing. Man. We're going to have so much fun. And I guess to wrap it up, I'm so thankful for all of you that are listening and help change our lives and keep this thing going and keep it on the tracks. And right on. Fucking kudos. Thanks, man. <laughs> Risey? He took all You're of allowed them. to have no, your no, own things you're looking forward to, even if it's the same I'm thing. I'm actually really excited for the, the like, not the camping and the sleeping. In the camping and the sleeping? <laughs> no, like, not camping, Burping like sleeping on the ground. I'm not super stoked to sleep on the ground ever, really. I like my bed a lot. But I'm excited for the like space, the camping space, with all the people hanging out and being cool and all doing right, their cool. thing. I thought you were going in a mattress commercial. One. All it's right. A good, it's a good Apple. mattress. Wow, man. Right. You're far out, brother. Well, he's trying to talk, Ryder, talk about his room. I think that's beautiful. You're looking you're looking forward to community. Yeah, the space. Yeah. Wow. All right. Ms. Schaefer? You're not going to I thought she was closing. No, oh, geez. wait, yeah. Oh shit, I'm I'm uh-huh. I'm not the closing you, band. You I'm not the headliner. You asked yourself the same question. Um Okay. If I have to pick one thing. Well, you don't. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I established no, no that. I do. I'm going to pick one thing and Okay, no, I'm not. I'm going to pick two things. <laughs> okay, maybe three. I'm going to pick two things. So I am really super excited to see the No Simple Road family. Super, yeah. Yeah. super yeah. fucking yeah. excited. Because for us, 
it's a physical manifestation of a very of an idea this community has been a digital idea to me it's been a reality to me in that i've interacted with it digitally for the past two years and i've seen it in little disparate pieces as people at shows once in a while but this is the first time that i know most of the people that get a hold of us a lot of the time are going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a physical manifestation of an idea that's happening. Well, it's I'm happening in more excited. of a condensed manner yeah. because we've been having these sprinkles for quite some time now. This is this is like frosting. Yeah. Not yep. spri- not yeah, sprinkles. this is not sprinkles. And the second thing and today the second thing that I'm ha- no. <laughs> <laughs> second I is your dimples are cute. Getting to do this with you, Mel. Oh, mm. that was Aww. well timed. Yeah, both of you. Good job. Like uh, we go to shows. These two together. are the cutest. We go to shows on the porch. <laughs> we go to shows together all the time, and they're all awesome. But this one is super special because our kids are all going to be there, and our whole family is going and nobody's excluded and you and I are the foundation of that thing. Yeah. And so getting to do this with you is the thing that I'm most excited about. Oh mm. yeah. That's sweet. Sweetie PD over sweet. here. That was true. Sweetie PD's that corner. That sounded true. You're up, babe. You're up. <sighs> Well, France. I mean, that <laughs> kind of was like a one-two punch, Sorry. babe. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yesterday we were, um, me and Simon were talking around the dinner t- or around the table in the kitchen, and he goes, "We started talking about the sh- the show coming up," and I was like, "It's going to be so much fun, Simon." He's like, "Yeah, and you and Dad are, and." the show's kind of famous and i was like <laughs> well only to the people that know us <laughs> well that's how you famous know? works i think <laughs> you know like it's not i go it's no big deal i'm still just here washing dishes doing you know doing our thing and the only reason i mentioned that is because my favorite thing is both of the kids at this age in their life yeah. like Sydney being how old she is with the baby and Adam and then Simon with his friends like me being the mom of that and them all being there with us and that that's how they see us um that's what's my favorite thing if you're famous in your your son's eyes yeah that's my personal I feel like if I can be famous to my 16 and 23 year old and one life I am fucking thank you and i'm bowing out you guys as shit. new grandparents are gonna have what we're gonna have three generations it's, of your family there it's at insane Dead and company at the gorge it's insane to think that like you know and, and <laughs> <laughs> like my mind just exploded yeah yeah seriously three People generations of schaefer People that are coming with us are going to witness a first thing, like a first of amazingness. Yeah. Yeah. 
this is like amazingness. This is like well done. When well we done, turn, you two. Well I, done. Thank you. <laughs> Hats off thank to you. you. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> High five, babe. Thank you. That's some serious shit, right there. I feel there. like we just turned the corner, and we don't know yet because it's the movie, and they don't show you those details. Right. But we just turned the corner, and we are three seconds away from being Wait, first place. You know what? I just got to interject. You know what we got to do now? We got to get your mom to a show. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. As soon so, as we get her foot good. Yeah. As want, soon as we get her foot yeah, good. I want everybody out there. Dance. I want everybody out there to picture. Oh, send uh, my mom healing vibes. Yeah, Susie's foot. Please, guys. And send it love yeah. and healing energy yes. and yeah. light and picture a healthy... How, you, how old is your mom? She is 62 two years old, yes. A healthy 62-year-old Puerto Rican female's foot. Yeah, guys, yep. if you can... Feisty as fuck. Just, fuck, yeah. Just think about how, <laughs> like, foot. you know... I don't know, like, just a, a beautiful, healthy plantar fasciitis. Check this out. Uh, about a fascia, year, not fasciitis. A little over fascia. a year ago, we made it snow in Portland as a family. <coughs> yeah. Like, super early in the season, the No Simple Road family collectively pictured snow in Portland, and it snowed for one day on Christmas Day here yeah. in Portland and didn't snow again that year. So I know that we can manifest healthy foot for Susie. Yeah. So, and just think about this. One foot. How happy would Susie be if the No Simple Road family healed her foot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a My go, mom has go a fund me with <laughs> no monetary value. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Like, it's just positive vibes. Just think it. Just My mom is very about funny me. about yeah. like the other day. She keeps bringing up what you said to her. What? <laughs> When you said I'm gonna give your daughter drugs, <laughs> Aaron looked at my mom and was like, "I'm gonna give your daughter drugs" with like a sneaky voice. No, she, no, she said to me, "I handed you drugs, allegedly something," <laughs> and she, in front of her, and she was like, "You giving my daughter drugs?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've been giving your daughter drugs for 21 years." <laughs> and then my mom. My mom looked over at me and I was like, it's true, mom. And if you don't like me, then it's too bad. But I know you do. So that's why. I was like, you know, I did a good job. You can't say shit, Susie. <laughs> but it just brought up a funny point because my mom, you know, she's in that generation. She's born 57 and they didn't want to hear about or talk about things that were taboo, you know, especially don't be, you know, drugs was like so horrible. I was going to smoke grass. Yeah. And so it's it's been really hard like not hard like she can't t handle it but it's she's had to um she was forced to accept it yes forced to accept a lot of things in my life that i smoke weed that i uh you know allegedly allegedly I, I gotta say she, she is one of the strongest women i've wow. had strong women women in my life and she's one of the strongest women she i've really ever known is. she's truth yeah powerhouse so, so i anyway i just want to finish my thought Sorry. My thought was, um, gosh, now I forgot. Pew, 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 pew. I'm sorry. No. Way to Look go, Look what Apple. you did. Mm. No, it's fine. You ruined it. Are we just going to start? We're going to wait? Well, okay. I guess um, <laughs> I think about like the, the generations, right? Oh, yeah, and, okay. Um, speaking of Dennis McNally and, and that older generation and all that stuff and just kind of bringing it back around, like, um, sometimes generations like continue on awesome legacies and traditions and then sometimes they let go of things that are um maybe outdated maybe not even wrong just they don't they're not serving them yeah they don't go with the times that they're in and so 
I have just learned to drop some unhealthy habits of thinking about myself or, or how my situations. Um, and so I invite you to, you know, explore that with yourself, like just thinking about letting go of stuff that doesn't make sense in your life anymore. Right on. <clears throat> that works. You know, through vulnerability and, ex, you know, expose. How do you like exposure? Exposure. exposure. Yeah, that's vulnerability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Being true with yourself. Got to do I, it. I don't know if that made sense with my mom. It did. It made sense. It, it, it sense. was a it was a coherent thought. Okay. And you know, sometimes I I do. Yeah. I, I'm I, I know you do. <laughs> like, yeah. did I come back around? On you that did. One? You brought it back around, <laughs> and and actually is it's it's super poignant for this week's interview too because Dennis is also one of those people that's super strong, and yeah. you know I learned a lot about him when we had this conversation and. It strikes me how pointed he is with his time, with his talent, with his energy, with his creativity. He has a very um, set way that he handles himself in his business. And it's super inspiring. And I'm, I'm excited for everybody that's driving right now out of the gorge and all around the country that's listening to this for you guys to hear this, man, because... It's very relevant to to where we are as a as a family. Not the, I'm not just talking about us sitting here on the porch. I'm talking to all of you guys out there too. It's really relevant to who we are as a family. I think that's something that we can all take from Dennis's generation, Jerry, Bobby, all those guys, is how they handle their fucking business, man. Yeah. These guys yeah. are consummate professionals and and understand the tireless tireless and understand the the worth of your word and what that means what your word means and and also the other thing that dennis did for me is he taught me that the first answer is always yes yeah when he said that who who am i to say no to somebody when i I was was given given an opportunity yep yeah so man i know you guys are going to dig this but before we get to that, we have to do business. The business. The business. The business. Business is important. You know, we live in a digital world today, folks. So digital follow us group. on the digital things. The <coughs> Facebook group, the No Simple Road family on Facebook. The Reddit community, r forward slash No Simple Road. The Discord server, No Simple Road Discord server. You can get in there and chat with your friends and family. And also, if you haven't started following us on Instagram yet, please do that. We would appreciate it. As well as, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a little five-star review. Hit pause or go search the show. You go to the little um, magnifying glass there in your podcast app, and you type in No Simple Road, and then you scroll down, and it says leave a review, and you just hit the five-star thing, and off you go. Done. We're super excited. We are super yeah, we excited. Are. And my favorite one to say is Reddit. 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 Say it again. Reddit. 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 All right. That's, Reddit. That's the Reddit frog calling for Wait, all did you, you guys. See, Reddit. What? Did you say the one that um, Justin Dis- started? Discord server. Okay. I did yeah. say that. I was zoning out. And the and one of the ways that we ended up at the gorge this weekend was through you guys supporting us on patreon believe it or not you guys bought our food and our gas so guys guys. i want you to know thank you from the bottom of our hearts to all of our patreon subscribers They thank bought you, our food and our you, gas. Thank you. That's thank you guys. basically they bought our energy. Yep. Yeah. You got us yeah. there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow, you energy. guys. You bought our energy. Thank you so much. 
much. Yeah, thanks you guys. You guys. For the energy, I say guys. a moment of fucking appreciation and silence for our Patreon chan donators. Oh. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. And for all of you out there that are so inclined, if you want to participate with the No Simple Road family monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash no simple road. If you're not hip to what Patreon is, it's a subscription thing. So here's the deal. You can give a buck a month up to a million dollars a month if you want. Yeah, those cute dollars. You go on there, you subscribe, you pledge to the show. It happens every month. You don't have to worry about it. And it keeps gas in our tank, literally, figuratively, metaphorically, and actually. And I am happy. When I see mine taken out every month, I get happy. I really do. You guys, so... If you want to get involved with us that way, we need your help. There's more stuff happening. We are growing as a family, and I'm sure you saw it this weekend. So help pitch in, dig in with us. Many hands makes light work, as the Buddhists say. So yeah. help us out, guys. Yeah. All right, Come guys. together right now. I got one last thing to say. Well, I just feel me. inclined to say this. Thank you, Big Red One, for participating and stopping the thing that me and Ryder were going to do. All what? right. What? We don't even know what it was. <laughs> what? We're just talking about it we'll now find out in the later. future. We don't know what it is I, yet. I felt oh, I was I confused for a minute. I was like, did I do it already? And, no, and, not yet. Okay. And PJ, thanks for helping out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without you, brother. You were a great guest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we're talking back, about it in the future. Yeah, yeah we're talking yeah, to ourselves past, from the yeah. future. Yeah, I can right tell you Apple enjoyed it. We're not going to go into third person. Stop talking now. Aaron and Melanie had a good time. We're finishing the business so we can get to Dennis McNally, guys. All right? www.nosimpleroad.com is where you can find all the past where you can find all the past episodes of No Simple Road and you can get merch there. There are shirts left from the Gorge, I am probably pretty sure. So at this point, if you wanted one of those cool No Simple Road family uh, biker shirts, you want to get patched into the No Simple Road family, you can go there, hit the merch tab, boom, you're in the family. Definitely go check. We don't even have to jump you in. You don't even need a motorcycle. Nope. Boom, you're in. That's all. That's all it took. It was easy. You you paid and you're in the family. You got a patch. And also, Nola at Nola Deadhead on Instagram. Thank you. Donated these yes. kick ass VW Van. Thank you, Alex. No Simple Road 2019 The Gorge Summer Tour shirts. And those are available at www.nosimpleroad.com forward slash merch. Very special after the conversation we had. Yeah, man. So, guys, that's it. That's it for the business. And I hope that everybody that's out there driving right now from show to show is safe and taking care of themselves take care of each other out there on the road if you see a brother or sister broke down on the side of the road pull over help them out. out bring water with you everywhere you go take care of each other on the lot look out for each other in the shows everybody have fun be safe safety third hydrate first what else are you that's a that locomotive hugs, that you was can't hugs really get great it. Yeah. yeah hugs we'll throw in a hug i'm nice. throwing hugs so we're gonna get to it and we hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did Without further ado, the No Simple Road brings you the man, the myth, the legend, Dennis McNally. My mother was a witch. Burned alive. <laughs> Lovely. That's the. Let's call Dennis. What do you say? Do it. Shall we? Boom, pop, boop. Hello. Good evening. How you doing, Dennis? Good evening. 
I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. You got the, well, most of the gang here. I hey, think. Dennis. Good to talk Hi. to you again. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. And you've got Apple here, too. Thank you for being on tonight, Dennis. My pleasure. Welcome back. Dennis, I just have to say straight away that I really respect your time management skills. <laughs> I mean it. From somebody who's always giving away so much time, I really appreciate how firm you are with like, I need to be done by this time. I don't do stuff on these days. I really, truly well, yeah. respect that. Thank you for well, teaching you, me that. You have, you have to draw a few lines. Uh, and sometimes your wife helps you. <laughs> and sometimes your husband helps you. There you go. So, yeah. you know, it's so thank you. Take. I just wanted to say thank you to you and Susanna for the combination of what, how it happens. <laughs> you know, when, okay. when we met and talked at Skull and Roses, it, there was a lot happening. And yes. <laughs> you are somebody that I just felt like deserved more of our focused attention you know i mean my god you've you've done so much for the community and for all of us and you know just to get to talk to you a little bit a little bit more relaxed and quiet is is what we were looking for well i'm i'm good with that <laughs> and you know as i said i, I may have you know said quarter up but the it's not like i'm dying to to do endless interviews but if you have more questions and we can't get to them today, we'll you know we'll find another day. So. Okay, great. Uh, so, so, so yeah, one of the Proceed. things that <laughs> that I wanted to ask you about is something that had come up during one of our emails back and forth, and mm -hmm. it's a personal thing actually. Is you had said on I think it's on Sunday or Saturday you go to the Zen Center. Mm -hmm. What what. In, is, does that entail, and how did that whole thing start with you, Dennis? Um, ten years ago, um, when um, I stopped working for Bobby, um, and, um, you know, it was a change after uh, basically 25 years of uh, working for the Grateful Dead, or in some capacity, some angle. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally, you know, it was, I, I knew it was a big change. And I said uh, to Susanna, <clears throat> for once, instead of reacting, let's, let's, you know, anticipate a little and, and um, make a conscious decision. And I said, what are we not doing that, um, that, uh, we sh you know, that we could be doing, that we should be doing. And I had uh, read a lot of Buddhism and, and um, some Zen uh, back in the seventies when I was working on the Kerouac book because, uh, he was a Buddhist for a while. Um, and as a matter of fact, I even visited the Zen Center because Philip Whalen, his friend was a monk there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so finally after 30 years or whatever, <laughs> um, I went back, um, and it, it was not only another community that I felt, of, you know, very quickly, very much a part of, but also, uh, um, you know, just a spiritual practice that, you know, has been very important uh, to me ever ever since, ever more important. Um, I go actually a lot more, or frequently, uh, more than just Saturday. Saturday morning, in fact, my practice consists of of um, uh, supervising uh, the kitchen for the, uh, in Zen, um, 
the uh, the chief cook is called the Tenzo, mm-hmm. and the Fukuten is the assist is the the Tenzo's assistant, and I'm the Fukuten, which basically means since I can't cook, <laughs> fortunately we have competent people to do that, <laughs> and I, um, I I stack plates and organize and and uh, you know keep keep the workflow going. Um, but I you know I do other stuff around. I, mean, I work in the bookstore and I and I meditate a lot. I also meditate at home with um, an online sitting group. So, so yeah, it's an important part of my life. Wow. So the whole thing came about as a, as a change from like doing so much with the Grateful Dead and then all of a sudden not. And just, was it something that like you felt like you needed to, to work through? It turned out not, you know, my first reaction was a little stunned and a little, you know, God, am I going to, you know, this has been such an essential part of my life for so long. Right. Um, now, in fact, with client, you know, so I, I mean, I had been freelancing somewhat before that, uh, in addition to um, working for Red Talk, uh, because people asked me to do stuff and I, you know, I had the time. Um, uh, but uh, I, yes, I anticipated a much bigger emotional reaction than in fact I produced. Huh. Um, I, it seemed very, it turned out to be very seamless. In part, I suppose, because, um, well, I mean, I still have a perfectly good uh, personal relationship with most of the band. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and, you know, I'm going to go do something with Mickey, for instance, uh, in August uh, uh, at the Charles Schultz, the, peanut, the guy who did Peanuts yeah. as a museum oh. in, uh, in Santa Rosa. He was from Santa Rosa, which is 60 miles north of here. And one of his characters is named Woodstock. And so there's always a local angle, right? <laughs> so uh, they, you know, they've got Woodstock, this character, this little bird, and um, and they ask Mickey and Carol, his his wife, who's a very major environmental activist in uh, in Sonoma, which is that county. Um, they ask them to come talk about. You know Woodstock, the event, and and really how it had what it has to do with their current lives, and Mickey, I'm, I'm there are times when Mickey thinks I'm his memory because you know I mean <laughs> he is a very busy guy and he does a lot of very interesting and creative things, and frankly I remember some of his life better than he does. <laughs> um, I mean it's it's not like he's all that fuzzy. As soon as you remind him, he goes, oh yeah yeah yeah. The hardest thing for those guys was, uh, um, however much you might think that they were all in a stupor for the entire 60s, uh, they actually, all of them that I interviewed, Billy, I mean, all of them, um, had great memories. The one thing they didn't have, which I think is probably true of most people, um, is they didn't always have sequence. So if you can walk them through the sequence of things, they go, oh, is that how it happened? Well, yes, blah, 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 blah. And then remember detail. Jerry was had a fantastic memory. It was, with a, a, two or three exceptions, um, was incredibly forthcoming. Um, and uh, I mean, I caught him in one fib. Uh, but he didn't fib to me. He, he went silent. So I realized that he, he bragged, as a 19-year-old, he bragged about something that wasn't wasn't true i think um well i think we may but, have all done uh, that oh god <laughs> what I think about. that is god. what the 90s yeah. is about <laughs> no he yeah uh, he um he told people when he when he was like a kid that uh, 
um, that he had played guitar on. Um, there was a, a dance hit in the late 50s in San Francisco by a guy named Bobby Freeman called Do You Want to Dance? Mm-hmm. This, later, a big hit for Bette Midler and other, others, I think. Um, and at one point, Jerry had told a few people that uh, that he played guitar on that. <laughs> I, I tracked Bobby Freeman down and he said, there wasn't any guitar on that. And I Oops. went, thanks. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, but, but, you know, I swear to God, uh, for, for a guy who lived as rich a life as Jerry, um, uh, that really could be the, you know, it's the only, I don't... He was as, as pretty much as honest as anybody you know, and that's a fact. I, I, but anyway, so so the transition wasn't all you know wasn't as heavy, and I'm 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 still I, some things haven't changed at all. I mean, you know, I do Skull and Roses, and I do. Uh, there's an interesting new band in L.A. called Uncle Dwayne's Band. I gotta set you up with them sometime. Okay. Um, they they do. Uh, Grateful Dead, they jam Grateful Dead into uh, Allman Brothers songs. Oh, wow. So they're, like, they do uh, In Memory of Elizabeth Reed into, uh, I think it's the other one. I'm, I may be <laughs> confusing them. And the one I got was uh, uh, One Way Out into Bertha. And, and I'm telling you, these are a bunch of studio These aren't, like, kids. These are a bunch of studio guys um, and, and backup musicians uh, who play with everybody. I mean, from we're... Dwayne trucks, oh yeah, Bush yeah. trucks, all of them. Like heavy and, hitters. Um, they're they're heavy. They're really first rate musicians, right. um, and they've always been backup guys. And I said, you know, gee, it would be nice to have our own band. Yeah. And um, they played, and then I came up with this, and like suddenly people were going, "Wow, I'd like to buy a ticket to that." Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so I do stuff like that, and um, I, I just work with Max Creek, which is uh, um, a band who's They've been together now forty-eight years. Uh, you know what? I, um, I think I know who they are. I've, I'm following them actually. Scott Morowski is uh, played with Kreutzmann in that was the BK3. Right. Um, so he's sort of the best known of them. Um, lead guitarist and quite quite good. Um, they're you know they they're they were a jam. I mean they took the 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 lead of the Virtual Dead in terms of you know flat out improvisation. Uh, but they were never a dead cover band. They never, they play occasional dead songs, um, and they're they're really really you know they've been practicing for a while. <laughs> they're pretty good, so yeah. You know, I, so I work with that. So nothing changes. You know, how much has yeah. life changed? Well, I don't go on the road anymore. That's true. Well, like the, doing Skull and Roses is as on the road as it gets, huh? That exactly. I, I'm running down to Ventura for a weekend is not going on the road. At least at, at my house, so, and especially when my wife comes along and, and has a booth. So it's you know, um, it's not exactly um, hitting the road for three weeks and a succession of hotel rooms. So you don't miss that at all, Dennis. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. Do I miss it? There are times. I, I don't know. I don't miss it. I really liked it. Um, okay. And when I did it, um, people were asking me, you know, when I went out with Rat Dog, which was on a bus, you know, a very nice tour bus, but still a bus, mm-hmm. compared to the Grateful Dead, which was, you know, uh, chartered jets. And, um, and I, and they, you know, oh, and, and, you know, nice hotels, but not the five star hotels that Grateful Dead stayed in. 
And people were sort of teasing me and saying, oh, you know, it's going to be a real big come down. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, no, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, a five-star hotel is nice. But uh, basically, I'm still at... I'm still have to have the attitude that anybody who wants to pick up the tab for my travel, as long as there's a decent shower, clean sheets, and Wi-Fi, I'm, I'm good with it. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy. So, uh, you know, and the yeah. bus was fine. I learned how to sleep on a bus. When, if you can do that, then you got it. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're in trouble if you can't. And I've I know learned people a lot who can't. from you, Dennis. I, I really have. Yeah, you could just, you've got a good attitude, Dennis. That's That's what it all boils down to like you just are positive about things circumstances life um situations mm-hmm. and in let, it's let me tell you my role model okay, okay please Jerry, i swear this is true he said it to me and i believe it down deep okay jerry garcia thought that any day that he didn't have to go work nine to five was a good day and he was a success wow i mean that would have killed him but uh you know he never had to do that and you know that's he his lack of ambition in the sense of wanting more money or more you know i watched him give away money uh one time where where uh, he, he came into an office and um, John Cutler, his co-producer, was sorting out some business with um, with uh, the business manager of, of The Grateful Dead. This was after In the Dark. And um, Jerry mis- misheard at first and thought that John was basically saying, oh, I need more money or something along those lines. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was wrong. It was just, they were just figuring out a detail. And he immediately said, here, sp- you know, split my royalties. I mean, you know, now he enjoyed the money. I mean, you know, he got himself a very fine 16 cylinder BMW. <laughs> um, uh, I think it was a BMW. No, it wasn't a Mercedes. Yeah, it was a BMW. Um, um, after that, I mean, you know, he did treat himself to a, a new car. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it was the life boiled down to having a guitar in his hands and, and, uh, and that's what made him happy, and, and uh, you, you know, he didn't need anything more. And so, yeah, my, my, my wants and needs are very simple, and, and uh, you know, I'm a big Thoreau fan, what can I say? Yeah. I, hey, you know, like I said, I, I, we've interacted a few times and been friendly with each other, and I, I listen when you talk, and <laughs> I, I do. And I learned a lot from you at Skull and Roses, believe it or not. You know, the one thing you said to me while we were there was like, we had talked about how we ended up there or something. And you were like, you know what? With me, the answer, the first answer is always yes. And, you know, I was given this shot. And why wouldn't I give that same thing back? And that really struck me as profound. And Well, you know, it's, I mean, it's just a practical realization, a recognition of my life. I mean... I had a dream, it got filled. I, there's definitely was an element of be careful of what you wish for, you might get it. Right. Because, you know, between, um, there, there was, stre- let's just, without going into detail, there were stresses to working with the Grateful Dead. Um, um, 
uh, among other things, my sobriety at one point. And, uh, and, uh, but I recognized that I was responsible for that, not the Grateful Dead. And, and, you know, I got, I, I got to, to, uh, to do what I really wanted, which was to write a book about the Grateful Dead. Uh, and that, you know, I have to be grateful for that. And the only way you can be grateful, truly grateful, you'll pardon the expression, um, is, is to give it back. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. so, so I try to. You know, something occurred to me when we were at Skull and Roses. That was a really, like, it was very special, that whole thing. Yeah. That was really wonderful for us. And um, something occurred to me, and I wanted to ask you about it, because you said to me, I have a uniquely experienced perspective uh, on, the, on the dead and the scene. And, you know, there, we were talking about you with, the, with Zen and, and all that. And what do you think it is with the dead and the music that draws us all to spirituality when we get turned on like that? Why are the two mixed? I don't know any other band that's like that. You go see Fish, it's not necessarily like that, or the Allman Brothers, or anybody. Why do you think it was them that have that mix? I can answer that question. Awesome. There's two parts to it. Okay. The Grateful Dead did two things that no other band ever did. One was improvisation on a level that's far beyond. I mean, most bands, the lead guitarist or the in jazz, the saxophone or whatever, is, is improvising. Everybody else is laying down a groove. Mm-hmm. With the Grateful Dead, everybody was improvising. And when you improvise, not to get too mystical here, but I, I think it's true. When you improvise, you metaphorically, you jump off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you crash on the rocks, and sometimes you fly. The point being that you open up the situation to the possibility of magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, music as uh, incantation. Um, and in that, in that, you know, in that moment when you jump, when you jump off the cliff, uh, you know, there's this adrenaline rush of like, oh, this may not go well. Thank God knows we all watched the Grateful Dead go through a future train wreck. Uh, but, uh, and then when you get good at it, and they were, obviously, uh, that, you know, they, the, the possibilities are just, you know, remarkable. The second, so that's, that's A, improvisation and magic. Okay. The second part is multi, uh, multifaceted, and that's community. Okay. As Jerry once said, uh, sorry, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's almost boring for me to quote him, um, but nobody ever said it better. No. Deadheads are people are like people who like licorice. Not everybody likes licorice, but the people who like licorice really like licorice. Mm-hmm. Which is to say, it's a niche. The things that deadheads like the most, like surprises, like um, you know stuff they never heard before, that they're like sitting there going, "What the hell are they doing?" Yeah. Um, 
which they love, it's exactly opposite to the basic mindset of the average concert goer who wants to hear hits, who wants to hear things they're familiar with. Yeah, they want to hear Songs the record familiar played back. With, they want to hear the record played back. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, one of the strangest, one of the most interesting moments I ever had was watching The Grateful Dead do an incredibly bad job, I might add. It was, <laughs> they were struggling, but it was fascinating to watch it. Um, at one of those really weird shows at uh, Hampton, Hampton Coliseum, which was a wonderful place. Yeah, place I awesome. love that place. Um, and um, they came, they were, I don't know, I came out of space, I think, or whatever it was, and Jerry started playing ever so slowly and ever and badly because I don't think he knew it any better than anybody else. And I certainly don't think that anybody had planned it. He started playing Stir, Me, Stir It Up, the oh, reggae wow. song. Yeah. And, but, but it was like, you could you could recognize it, but it, it it never really gelled. It just, but they were like trying to fight their way through to it, and it was what the audience was enwrapped, raptured. Um, it was wonderful. The point with the Grateful Dead is this, and this is something that you know you could say other bands impro- improvise, and they certainly do, and you could you could say a lot of things, but one thing that no other band ever did was what the Grateful Dead did for two months in the acid test. And that is they played in a situation in which they weren't the show. The show was everybody in the room. Everybody in the room was tripping their socks off. Mm -hmm. They were the soundtrack and there were only sometimes they weren't the soundtrack because they wouldn't play. There's a famous show where where, uh, just as they were about to start Kreutzmann decided that he had to uh, break down his drum set and he spent the rest of the night sort of taking it apart and not quite ever putting it back together. So they didn't play. Um, so the point is that, that in those months, two months, the Grateful Dead had the experience of seeing the audience, quote unquote, as not as the cattle with, with wallets, which so many bands do, but all musicians, to some extent, think that it's called the the romantic view of of performance, which is to say, you have this gift, you're up, you know, you're higher than them, you're up on the high stage, and you perform, you give them the gift of your talent, Mm -hmm. and um, and the audience gives you the gift of their applause. Right and right. and uh, and oh by the way they bought the tickets so there's uh, I mean those are the two things um, if you boil the Grateful Dead down is genuine community which which they understood at least deep down in their hearts whether they were conscious consciously able to articulate it probably not at the time but they understood that the audience was not the other. Oh, they and the audience were one, um, including even the guy, you know, at Boston Garden, in, you know, selling hot dogs in the, all the way in the back, who was actually listening to the Red Sox game. You know, right? That's that's all good, but he's still it's part of he's part thing. of what's going on, yeah. and and you know, when you throw LSD on top of all that, then you understand, uh, and no other band. 
I mean, there were musicians who played high. I mean, Jimi Hendrix comes to mind. Right. More but so. he never had the experience of having the audience be his partner. Um, he, if he if he'd been blessed with that, he might have lived a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it changes um, you. that experience as a fan, as a participant in that thing, fundamentally changes you. Whether it's the combination of the music and the psychedelics, or just the music by itself, I don't know. My experience was with both, but it definitely well, the, does something. The, the music was. Rock and roll was made for psychedelics. The the the, the visceral nature of of loud something, you know. Right. Um, uh, rock and roll, the beat, all that, um, really, you know, sort of enlarges when you're doing psychedelics. And so it's a you know it's ham and eggs or. For all you vegans out there, uh, peaches and cream. Something else. <laughs> no cream. Oh, yeah, no cream. Damn something it. Something else. No, no cream. No, no, no. Peanut butter and jelly. I know some militant vegans who are really mad at me right now, but anyway, you, you get the idea. Yeah. There's, there's a perfect, uh, you know, uh, analogy out there. Uh, <laughs> I, I it, there's, a, there's a perfect mix, yes. I think that, like, for us, though, like you had said earlier that, you know, you had a dream and it was filled. And I'm on that road of having a dream and then seeing it being filled. And from my perspective, I just like, what do you do? What do you do when the dream is fulfilled? What what happens then? What's the next? Have, have, a, new, have a new dream. Okay. I uh, I had I was I've only been depressed once in my life. Uh, seriously depressed. I mean, for like a couple of months of pretty severe, and it was post-traumatic. Uh, pardon me, postpartum depression, which is to say, I finished my first book, uh, I published it, um, and I wanted to do the next book, which would be the Grateful Dead book, but. At the time, I had you know no clue how I would manage that or you know what was going to happen. Right. So I did what I could and and um, fell in you know and I was like thirty. You know, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. And um, and you know I did not you know I was never I knew I was never going to be you know a full time academic. It just wasn't my thing. Um. And, you know, I did my part and good fortune did its part and the end result was, you know, Garcia invited me to do it. Uh, but I must say, when, when it was coming to an end, that is to say the book, you know, I knew it was going to be published and all, um, I, um, I said to myself, okay, the way to avoid postpartum depression is to stay pregnant, which is to say, <laughs> to have a new idea. Right. And I, and I came up with a new idea, which turned into uh, my book on Highway 61. Um, and once I had that, you know, I never had any fear of, of postpartum depression. And then by the time that was done, actually, I was, 
sufficiently older and wiser that I said, you know, even if you don't have an idea, <laughs> you can take some time off and relax. Because basically, from 1972 to, when was that? 2014? Whoa. I was working on two things at all times. I was working on whatever, you know, was making me money at the time, and I was working on a book. And, um, you know, I uh, took a, finally took a year where I actually read some mysterious fiction. It was, <laughs> it was, it was an adventure. Uh, I had, I mean, I occasionally read detective stories that, you know, to, uh, you know, a little brain candy to, uh, to relax. Right. But for the first time I was reading, um, uh, you know, serious, serious fiction that, that was required a little, a few brain cells and, uh, I was enjoying it. So, <laughs> so maybe I've matured just a little over the years. I, you yeah. talk about it and it sounds <clears throat> at this point, like it's matter of fact. And, like for me, I'm sitting in a completely different place. And when you reach that point where you're in your head and you're like, okay, the, you know, the way to stop the postpartum depression is to have a, a new dream and a new idea. Do you go through the same machinations that you went through the first time with like being unsure of yourself and not knowing what you're going to do? And like, I don't know how it's going to come apart and how, how I'm going to put it together and like all those things that are involved in the first one. Or do you use the experience that you had from the first time and like put it all together to make the second thing come to life? Um, B, uh, which is to say, um, the, the problems, uh, the complications with the Grateful Dead, you know, wanting to do the book about the Grateful Dead was, of course, I had to get their approval, and I, since I didn't know how to even call them up because they're the only band in the world with an unlisted phone number, uh, or they were at the time, um, I, I um, you know, really didn't have much of an idea, and I sort of, everything I did was intuitive, um, but uh, for the next book, fortunately for me, you know, there, there was no single person that I had to go to and get the, or, or multiple persons to get the approval of. I, I just, you know, went down to one of the wonderful places on the planet, which is the San Francisco Public Library, mm -hmm. and I started reading. And, you know, oh, voila. I ended up driving up and down the Mississippi River a number of times and so forth and so on. But uh, that was, you know, it was just a different, a different situation. And I, by then, didn't, feel I needed anybody's approval, you know, I just was going to go do it. If, if the band's phone number is unlisted, how in the hell did you get a hold of them? <laughs> you wrote in. Oh, that's right. I, I sent the book to Jerry and to, to Hunter, the Kerouac book, um, through post office box 1065. I think it was, it was a 1065 or 1073, whatever it was, the, the deadhead, the post office box. Mail order. Uh, no, not mail order. Uh, this is before, this is way before mail order. Oh, okay. We're, we're talking the 70s. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I sent it to, uh, to what I didn't know then, but what I found out was Eileen Law. 
the, the, the queen of deadheads, uh, one of the loveliest people on the planet. Um, and, uh, and she gave it to Jerry, as you know, I wanted. And, um, and uh, uh, you know, so that was all good. And then what happened was, in order, in order to um, to uh, uh, do the article, that I, I, what I did was to get their attention. I wrote an article for the local newspaper, the San Francisco Chronicle, mm-hmm. uh, their Sunday magazine section, and uh, and um, hold on, ten seconds. Okay. <laughs> Susanna. Could you lower your voice? It's on top of the interview. That's a thing. We need Sorry. To thought. Um, I'll be done in a minute. Um, what happened was that I that I did an article in the San Francisco Chronicle, and in the process of that, I interviewed Bill Graham because it was about New Year's, and uh, you know, obviously that was a big deal for Bill, and Bill, of course. Uh, love talking about Dennett, so that was easy, and he was certainly in the phone book. Um, <laughs> and what happened was, as I was leaving his office for the interview, his assistant, Jan Simmons, who later became a Grateful Dead's uh, assistant tour manager, um, uh, said, well, if you're going to do an article about Deadheads, you really should talk to Eileen Law, and here's her phone number. <laughs> oh, cool. So that's how we got her phone number. Oh, man. It was, you know, she was being a deadhead and sharing with me, that's all. But that's, one of the reasons why I have to, you know, it's like my job to be nice to people. Jan was nice to me. What a great way to end it and respect your time, Dennis. If yeah. you're a deadhead, Wait. you share. Share and share alike. Uh, there you go. Yeah. That's the deal. And um, we definitely so, want to have... Thank you very much. Yeah. You want you want one last s- question? Or should no, we? No, no, not one last question. Is it just Apple? I'm, I'm, I I love listening to you talk. You're very thoughtful. One thing me and Aaron and Melanie <laughs> thought when we met you, you immediately made us feel comfortable. You are like a humble person. Good. We that was love the listening idea. to you talk. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to we want to talk to you again because we want to kind of we want to talk to Susanna too. Have you two together in the future when you got time? Yeah, if she's, in if she's, she's up to it, she's got a whole awesome part of your you know, duo that. I'm sure that she would bring some fun into the element as well with what she's done. Yeah, with her lens. Yeah, her her perspective. We can organize. We can organize it, um, but okay. she has to be in the room when we when we schedule it. So you got it. So uh, <laughs> you know, All right. get back to me and let me yeah. know. And, you know when you want to do it, and uh, we'll we'll get it together. Oh, enjoy the again, rest of your Dennis. week, bro. Enjoy. Thank you so much. Dennis. All right, we'll talk Take to you care. soon. Bye bye. Bye All right. Bye bye. Wow, man. You know, he's every time we talk to him, I feel like it's it's kind of silly, but like like the guru. I feel like Jerry's here. Like it it comes through with that. His casualness and his he's very comfortable. He's wise. That's it. That, that's what? it. We're that's it's it. receiving wisdom, living wisdom. He's not quoting anybody. He's not reading a book about something. He's telling us how to behave from personal life experiences and how to really live your dream without being the dick who's like, haha, I'm doing what I want and you're fucking around. You're not doing you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's just got goodness in him. 
Yeah, it comes through in his voice. I yeah. love his voice. He's like got when we goodness talk, in him. He's a everything sweetheart. Everything that comes out is thoughtful. Yeah. You can you can the wheels are turning. It, yeah, and he he he's pauses. Precise. It's the writer in him that makes him. I love listening to him talk. I could listen yeah. to him. He's got a gir- very like his thought stream is like a mo- locomotive. He starts out, gets paused, and then he goes right back into it. He's and well, he said amazing. That he's Mickey's memory. Yeah, like that. Being able to put things in chronological order is a huge fucking deal, man. Yeah. I, with me that and like our story in the past and all that yeah. like keeping i can remember stuff but i don't remember what what happened first or like in what order it happened or w- who was where when it, what like that stuff is so no. jumbled and mixed up and screwy. we've talked about that a lot on this show this show since we started doing it, it helps keep it in helpful. line yeah now there's a timeline created for if we didn't have if if we didn't, or it wasn't like, oh yeah, we were in Eugene in May and saw so and so, whatever, May, yeah. June, whatever, <laughs> then we wouldn't fucking know. Mom! So, guys. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> my mom is staying with us. She doesn't know the routine. She thinks that she can just do whatever she wants. She doesn't realize that background noise is a real thing. So we just gotta Good. gotta let her know. She don't know. She don't know. So we anyway, one of those I, I can't signs. even drink my tea. No. Oh. Yeah. We, we. <laughs> so what were you saying about really? Yeah, I you, lost my train gone. of thought. You it's, stopped me while I. I, I didn't. What was I talking about? <laughs> what a wonderful talk that was with Dennis and how thoughtful he was. You're talking about chronology, chronology and time yeah. in the show, keeping Keeps track it, yeah. and being in somewhere in June or May. Or, okay, I just never yeah. mind. That's a, like a niner to forty niner. Right on. That's what that way was. to go, the hammer down once hey, you're twenty. This is not a sophisticated thing. Okay, sometimes I have a really good thought stream, and other times it's like. Sometimes I'm I'm quick. Oh, what does that have to do with (laughs) 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 Like I said, when we sat with him at Skull and Roses, it really had that feeling for me. I mean, it was a big deal meeting Dennis and, you know, because of who he is in the community. But the vibe from him and what I took away from the conversation was these like, couple of really precious nuggets he's like your dad yeah yeah That's he is what, like my dad when i met him not like dennis is my father no like, he, he reminds me of my real dad. dad yeah somebody who is stands by his word mm-hmm. does what he says he's gonna do no bullshit no bullshit who's done great things and is still humble enough to talk about it like if i ask your dad hey dad what should we do he doesn't get emotionally involved. He's like, you should do A, B, C, and Z. Don't and go to. And this is what's going to And this is why. And if you don't do A, B, D, and Z, you will be screwed because of X, Y, and F. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, he exactly will, him too. It's true. And then he could turn into the great storyteller oh, who's yeah. got. The, he has that voice and that thoughtfulness. And, and he is like that where he's you, engaging. you ask for a story and he'll give you the whole story with names. Yeah, you don't get like. Dates. I went there. It was fun. No, your the dad <laughs> is like that. No bullshit. And that's one of the reasons why I felt immediately very comfortable with Dennis when I first met him, because he was just so like familiar in 
all those great ways that positivity the helpfulness the genuineness like yeah it and it does it speaks to also the community and the type of people that it produces because i mean you know it produces everybody in between but but people who have caring for it there are some beautiful folks that are the patriarchs and matriarchs of the scene yeah that are gatekeepers yeah so to speak and that whole thing that he talked about not this time when we talked to him but last time about how the scene changed and back in the day like if you were going to get turned on to the dead an older dead had came and played you the tapes and initiated you into the scene it was way more not organized but there was something that was before you just showing up at the show and dropping acid yeah and when touch of gray came out that went out the window people were showing up in the parking lot and buying drugs and going into the show and that struck me too because now we're those older cats at the show and there's a lot of younger people jumping on the bus and so having him say that really say that like back in the day there was these older cats that would mentor the younger crew coming on board that's yeah any that happens just in life the younger generation ends up learning and being taught from the older generation based on whether they are seeing what you do whether you've told them what to do like the older generation no matter what is always the leader the light bringers because they're going first like that's what it is about and when you get into the grateful dead and and specific communities how they do that and how they greet you and how they lead you are different and it's the way that the grateful dead family does it is beautiful Mm -hmm. and i think it's important to remember that 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 is a thing because there's a lot of hemming and hawing in the whole thing about like you know what whole thing this the community mm-hmm. about like you know these people saw jerry and these people didn't and these mm-hmm. people are here because they're mayor and fans that's sacrifice but that we aren't the entire community we're that's a thing commun- yeah we're but, that's why so what i'm saying is like that ethos that he's talking about doesn't include that and there's room for everybody on the bus and we as a community all of us need to remember that like that's that's especially with tour coming and remember the sacred values that this community was started on is what he's saying that that some of the sacred stuff that was there jerry passing obviously left some of the sacred stuff we need to dig down remember that Mm -hmm. and and be there for the, the generation that's coming up under us as examples and whether that means just living our life and doing our thing and like like with dennis like when we say we're gonna end at 7 45 we end at fucking 7 45 like you know you tell somebody you're gonna be there at two o'clock you show up at two o'clock like we touched on that with aaron's picks what's that the power and the importance of saying what you mean and doing what mm. you say yeah and not just 
agreeing to shit because it sounds like a good idea or it may be expected of you. But sorry, you guys, there's a humongous, beautiful bird um, <laughs> flying around in our. We interrupt this track. broadcast to yeah. bring you the birds. Hi, bird. But anyway, the power of your word, your word creates things. It manifests. And so the weaker your word is, the weaker your power is. And so is the how you gain strength is by speaking less and doing what you say more. Mm. Yeah. Actions yep. speak louder than words. <laughs> yeah, I saw the bird. It was like a it falcon was, it was or something. gigantic. There's... There's crows and eagles. That was and not a crow. That was a falcon or some or, kind of yeah. There's hawk. blue jays out here fighting crows this morning. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we watched the whole thing go down. Yeah, they protect their nests out here. The blue jays are mean. I want to also, this has nothing Sounds to do like with Dennis. Sounds like the dead scene. Fuck um, the crows. <laughs> what? Amy. I want to bring up what Amy sent us, this beautiful letter. Um, and we don't have to read the whole letter, but I love what she wrote and jb's girlfriend john b john b always <laughs> since we met him has an awesome place in our heart but now knowing that john b and amy are their own awesome little power couple and hearing specifically from amy just makes me really fall in love with john b and her all over again and just she there's a package currently in our living room waiting to be opened as a mother's day gift to the nsr crew from amy and uh just her acknowledging sharing a little bit of her story and acknowledging what she's getting from the show that's what our we love that Mm -hmm. that's what we're all about uh, spreading love and thank you amy so much for spreading uh love typed in the form of a cute little email so that Aaron and I can both start our day on a good foot because of your beautiful words. It really was a trip this morning. <clears throat> I came out here. I was having a smoke and my coffee before I left for work. And I checked the email and I see that email and I read it. And I'm sitting here and I'm just tripping on it. Like, whoa. What, what made you trip on it? Just like, what about it? The... It was beautifully written. That, that too. But the fact that No Simple Road is really building a family. Yeah. And that there's people out there that um, are having an experience with us. Yeah. That is what I was tripping on. She's having an experience with us. It's not like there's, there's no like lag. It's happening with all of us that I'm tripping on that. And then talk about synchronicity. Then I open up Instagram to follow her and I see that we get a DM and it's from big red one. And he's saying, he's saying that him and his wife had, an experience listening to No Simple Road and he said the No Simple Road family is real it's working brother it's yeah. working and yeah. it was like this weird exclamation point the on end the end of, of her later. thing like <laughs> yeah. out of the blue synchronicity like and I had this moment this morning of, like I got overwhelmed with emotion like holy shit 
this is happening. You felt and their energy I through felt, the message. Yeah, I felt that shit, and I started crying, and like Ryder was leaving for work, and I'm like, you're crying. Over. <laughs> yeah. And it was super powerful, and it stopped me in my tracks. Like, wow, I, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm down for that. Uh, it more yeah. let's do that more let you know like bigger more yeah like, and then like on the heels of what i went through today and speaking <laughs> of <laughs> like respecting time and investing in your own business and things like that like um you gotta tell what, the backstory so the backstory is um a person from my job invited me for i guess it was a job interview it was kind of um like like what is what's the word ambiguous or yeah it was vague it was vague thank you like a kind of a vague job offer and when I went (laughs) to find out about it it was actually really cool and neat and then I come home and tell Aaron about it and he was like babe they're in the same position that we are we're a small business we need you we need your time investment and I was just kind of, as he's saying that, I'm looking at, like, I've had four clients this week. I've worked 40 hours. I've taken my mom to these places. I've done this, this, and this. And I'm like, where could I possibly fit this in, right? And and why? And why, exactly. Where and why? Not being selfish. No, no, this is definitely not a selfish thing. These are, like, like reasonable questions to ask yourself if you're going to try to fit something else on your plate, do you need it? Do you need the extra carbs? Do you need the extra <laughs> calories, right? And what this job um, would be providing is um, something for someone else, you know? And when we need the time investment, and it just, it stopped me from creating another habit pattern of booking my time for other people instead of my own family that needs it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time when I was treating everybody else except like, I I don't even remember the last time I touched you as a treatment. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. here, everybody else is getting all these wonderful rub downs and and experiences. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it's been a while. And so like, um, Dennis, this interview really was about like, talk about a big exclamation point at the end of something, the respect for his time that the the text message came through is um by the way i need to be done by 7:45 he promised his wife he had to help her with something and that to me it just helped me to see more clearly in my life what i'm doing with my time and how important it is and it's more importantly than money is time Mm -hmm. and how i need to use my time at home with my people growing my ph family and my regular F A M A L I L Y I E N G family and one that um M O U S E uh Amy said was Jamily <laughs> which I really love so I guess just on behalf of everybody who it applies to Amy Big Red One Buzz uh Dennis Susanna all these amazing people that are um helping us to see how important what we really are doing and how much we really need to um focus on it well also it puts a fine point on what community really is Mm -hmm. and how we really are all learning from each other as we go down this weird twisty funky 
weird road it it's super important to pay attention to the people around you and and the things that they say and Mm -hmm. because those people are reflections of yourself and that's the universe talking to you it's telling you stuff through other people and their trip because those people's trip in the long run in the end in a really roundabout weird way is your trip and sometimes it's not that much of a roundabout way and that whole thing with you and the job offer like the way i look at it is it's kind of like it's it's what you said like they're building a business so are we yeah why would you use your time and talent to build their business when you could be using it to build ours and i just didn't that's, ask that, my, i didn't ask that question of myself what how i heard it was hey i need help growing my business it's kind of a cool business can you help it's that's uh-huh. how i see it right right so i'm like Hell yeah, I can help you. Why not? That sounds great. I'm not even thinking about the time I'm going to lose or or use yeah. on on the things that I need going into festival season agreeing to do something. Like what the fuck am I thinking, you know? <laughs> Who the hell? Well, you, you get excited about opportunities. I do. I get we excited. all we all do. We yeah. do. Reminds I, me when we first money. moved up here, we were anxious to do something and somebody wanted us to help them build their property and yeah. we were we were like, "Hell yeah, that sounds fun. Let's build it." Like, and it was like, "Wait, we, we got our, our own house and things to yeah, do. <laughs> we just moved in. We need to hook our own shit up." So this is a call to everybody who overextends themselves to remember to extend yourself to yourself and to your happenings. Mm. And it doesn't mean don't take opportunities. It means And it doesn't mean don't help other people do their no, shit. No, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's this is not yeah, what this is about. Take care of yourself first. Like we've talked about a lot yeah. lately. You got to you got to do maintenance Just on yourself. You need to know when like ask yourself those questions like what like Aaron said why would you do that if we need you and I I had to think about it for real why would I use all my extra or not even extra time just all my time helping someone else build their business no matter how much money it is or how much freedom or whatever they're going to offer it's not about that it's about we're doing something we need all hands on deck yeah and I think the financial side of it is a huge draw. And, uh, the, and I, the, honestly, I love to network. That's picture, one of the things that I really love to do. And if somebody... Well, you made, our, a, you made a yeah. connection. The picture that comes to my mind is like me, you, Apple, and Ryder, and Darwin building a house together. And we're like putting up the framing and we're doing all the shit. And somebody comes in and is like hey I'm building a house down the street I need help and we're like it's getting ready to rain and we're trying to get the roof on and winter's coming put your oxygen mask on first and and you're like hang on guys I'm gonna go you know help yeah. these guys build their frame uh, I mean if you, you got a day off and you want to go do that cool but we need all hands yeah. on deck I get Shit. it, I get it. <laughs> you know I also, I think when those opportunities arise, we react out of a sense of lack, too, because we feel like we don't have enough money. And so you want to take the opportunity so that you can make the cash. And if you really think about what's at the bottom of that, like 
that mindset of not enough is what drives that. And then it turns into this downward spiral of not enough time, not enough energy, not enough money, not enough time, not enough energy, not enough money. And it doesn't end. It's a never ending sink. And so at some point we have to say, like yesterday, you and I went to go get ice cream and we were sitting on the bench outside and it's beautiful outside and there's gas in the car and the sun is setting and we're eating literally the best ice cream in the world <laughs> rated number one in the top by 10 national best things by the national geographic national ge- yeah yes. no, the, there's, I didn't the best. there's like a big cream. one of those like yeah. sticky well, like, things on ice cream so it's like it. national geographic 10 best in things in the world and number one anyway is so we're sitting there, there we're the sun's setting we're eating the best ice cream literally in the world it's 70 degrees out we're I'm with the person I love the most on the planet. We have nowhere to be. There's gas in the car. There's food in the fridge. We have Our a home to go to. Our kid, like, we have exactly what we need yeah. all the time. There is no lack. It doesn't matter yeah. if there's eight cents in the bank or a billion dollars. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. And I was, I tripped out on that. I thought that yesterday. I was like, wow. In this moment, right now, I have everything I need. I am not wanting for shit. And I thought about it when I woke up this morning because a lot of the things that we do and promises that we make and are because we're coming from this place of lack and we're trying to fill that void in us. But not the void. We're trying to fill that that need that like we I need more money, more this, more. If you're feeling like you always need more, you're never going to have enough ever. Yeah. You know what comes down to to me too is don't think about how you're going to live. You know, how, how, yeah, so many of us do that. It's as simple as that. Everybody like plant, like, like, oh, the like pressures of eating, like oh counting God, everything and I giving know. yourself a hard time. And where, how can you can't live if you're worrying it, about yeah. how you're going to be living the next day, the I next like how moment. You break it down, Apple. And it's worry true. about, and that's the, I mean, it is like money. They say money's root of all evil. It's fucking true. It's fucking money. It, we got to have it. It's our society. It's how it is. It's what it's been turned into. And but but you can't get hung up on that. It's like you're you just saying. If there's eight cents in the bank, you're, there are so many precious moments that yeah, like, don't hardly cost anything this. and that are free. We had another baby, and it's called No Simple Road. And No Simple Road just bought X amount of dollars of equipment, thanks to the family. Yeah. Right, so family had a baby shower. The ba- the, yeah, the family had a fucking baby shower. We're like, the baby's growing up and it needs new wheels, and you all responded and was our like, our baby has wheels. <laughs> our baby has wheels, guys. You guys helped our babies to get wheels. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's fucking cool and cute, and I respect you for telling me what's up, baby. I appreciate that because yeah, man, you know I have a tendency to wear myself out. Fuck. Mel, I got your back. You got to be reminding me, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be forgetting. <laughs> I'll be forgetting this shit. <laughs> I got your back, baby. I got you, our baby. back. Fuck. And I do, too. Just I like know. the same shit you came home with. Actually, tonight, Aaron and I did the same thing with different scenarios. Yeah. He And I'm not going to say what it's about, but he came home and was like, hey, babe, 
how about if we write this thing and if there's a deadline to it and it's a commitment of X amount of weeks? And I'm like, why would we do that? And he's like, I, I don't know. It, it kind of sounds cool. People like it. And I was like, so what? And Simon broke it down, too. He was like, why, why are you giving yourself homework? Yeah. <laughs> so both Aaron and I came home with ways to frivolously spend our time on bullshit that didn't need to happen and now we're talking to you guys about it well, <laughs> working I'll, it out on the air I'll, I'll tell you what like having the family help us with the GoFundMe yeah and being not help, they, I mean they really they, came, they, they made they, it they made they, it happen and being like the steward of what they gave us yeah really made me conscious of how I was using it. Does that make sense? Of course. Like, when I get paid, I'm not like, okay, eight cents is going to go to the... But I was doing that with this. And I I thought to myself today, I was like, why don't I do that with my time? And why don't you do that with your own finances? Holy shit. Yeah. Give it the respect that it's due. All of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everywhere. Anyway... I don't, I don't know. I we're getting we're getting all parenty on you yeah, guys. Yeah, man, you guys are freaking me out over here, <laughs> man. Right. Go have fun and party and dance. <laughs> Woo, forget about bills. Forget about time. Forget the about jobs. Go do yeah. what you want. Woo, Parties. Parties. Yeah, live, live. Don't be thinking about yeah. what's next. Yeah, what's and next? What's my next? If you guys move? remember anything, remember what Apple says: live. Don't think about yeah. living. Just and be live. Kind. That's a good fucking quote, Apple. Two of the best bumper stickers ever: live and then be kind. That sums it up. Always. All right. Fine. (laughs) If I have to. (sighs) You be nice. You're good at being nice. I'm good at being nice. I'm. It's an effort, but yeah, whatever. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know when this is coming out. It's probably going to be a while. We'll probably add some more to it. When does the Dead and Company go on? June seventh and eighth. So maybe right around there, right? We can make this come out. Okay. That'd be cool. Come to the gorge. The Come gorge. Yeah, we it's going to be gorgeous. <laughs> oh, fuck up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's gorgeous terrible, gorge. That wasn't good. Anyway, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to our rantings and our working our life out. And, and talking to Dennis. Talking McNally to Dennis. And Dennis. And, hey, man. Thank and you again for coming Grateful on our Dead show. the Grateful Dead family, too, you guys. Like, the Grateful Dead family consists of all of us here on the porch and then all of you guys out there. So everybody that we're talking to and all the connections that we've made, that's the Grateful Dead family. So thank you guys out there for being a part of that and listening, telling people that you love about us, crying with us, laughing with us, and everything in between. Listening to Apple's awesome quotes. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. We're grateful for you guys. (laughs) Very grateful. Wow. Very grateful. So... On that note, Dennis, thank you again yeah. for everything, man. And I'm glad to say that Dennis is our friend. Yeah. Yeah. He's a role model too yep. to me. He is. I really yeah. Bodhisattva. I like him. All right. Go be nice to each other. Don't fight. Safety third. And Hydrate. Be safe. Be safe. Well, be safe. safety third. Safety's third. That's why I said it at yeah. the end of everything you said. <laughs> drink, drink water. <laughs> it's hot out. Make dance for some rain. And we'll see you at Dead and Company at the Gorge. And if we saw you at J Rad, we love you. And yeah, yeah. far Bye. out.
Dun 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 dun. Farm out. Way to grow. White flower. Respect Let your hair time. grow. <laughs> <laughs> what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. 